Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. What's up, Fungal Associates? Welcome to Completely Arbitrary, the podcast about trees and other related topics. I'm one of your hosts. My name is Alex Croson. Good afternoon. This is Casey. I'm another one of your hosts. Alex, guess what? What? I went back and listened to our first two episodes today. Oh, wow. Douglas Fir and Oregon White Oak. The Oregon White Oak. It was so much fun. How'd that go? It was great. We were the cutest things in the world. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> You could tell that we're like, this is our first time talking. Yes. Uh, wah, ha, uh. I, ha- I have not on, not on purpose necessarily, but I've had to go back and listen to that a couple times. Uh, yeah, yeah. And I'm always caught off guard with how timid uh, we sound in yeah, a way. that's a very good description. Especially me, I would say. You're more of an orator than I am. Yeah, but. I guess that's fair, but also not like on microphones until, of course, recently. Now I'm like, yeah, cool. I know I'm talking to you. This thing just is in front of me. Like, yeah. More, I think we're both more comfortable. For like sure. It, staring at each other's eyes. I also, I close my eyes. <laughs> I also, I sound like I'm in such a good mood in that first one. I'm so like, ex- <laughs> I'm so youthful and and happy and excited. I still am. I was but like, I, in your, what, are you, what are you implying here? No, no, no. I still feel that way. All right. That's I just good. think I'm also, you know, so I go, I go, I go through ups and downs and I don't, I don't try to mask that on the uh, podcast. Yes. Yeah. That's fair. And as, as you shouldn't, as we all do. Casey, speaking of ups and downs. Ho. Can I just get into it? Yeah. I want to know what you're getting up and down about. You showed up today. Mm-hmm. I met you at the door. Yes. I said, Casey. Yeah. Walk with me. Honestly, you did. It, it, you know, like something bad happens, and like you, your 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 friends, like like you like they usually answer. Then also the door swings open. They're like wearing sunglasses, and they're like, <laughs> "Shut up, walk with me." <laughs> it wasn't quite like that, but if we made it into a movie, that would have been the situation. Yeah, I've got a briefcase in my arms with like papers sticking out. Like yeah. I hastily closed it. Like some some scandal has just broke. Yeah. And you don't want anyone on the streets to recognize you, and you're convinced everyone is recognizing you. Speaking of the streets, I sometimes uh, I'll, I'll say this: parking around my my building is is very hard to come it's hard, by. Yeah, it's a, it's a small lot. You have you have parked like four blocks away before, routinely. Yeah, mm-hmm. I sometimes, as a treat, will park in this 15 minute zone as a treat. <laughs> but it's like behind <laughs> my building, and it's right. It's in front of this uh, auto garage. Yeah, and me and many other people have enjoyed parking there overnight. Yep. For two years, Casey, the G-men finally caught up they to me. Finally got you. I got not only a parking ticket. Oh man! But 
they busted me on my on my tags, yeah. <laughs> which the, I didn't even know. The law finally caught up with you. <laughs> needed a renewal. You were a renegade this whole time. And I've never renewed tags before, so mm-hmm. or my registration. So not only do I have to pay all this money, now I have to figure out how to do all of this new stuff yeah. on top of my normal routine. It's just a whole big thing. You not unkindly said, well, that's your fault. <laughs> you didn't say it in that way. I don't think I did, yeah. <laughs> but I recognize it's my fault. It can still suck, even if it's my fault. Yeah, 100%. Yes. Um, and I'm, I had, I've had an anxious day where I've been like pacing around going, ugh, uh, uh, at every little thing. <laughs> do you feel better now? Are you are you more? Do you feel more prepared for the task I'm, at hand? Yeah, I'm coming down from that. Yeah, every tiny little thing <laughs> now is making me thing. just dismal. Uh, well, everything's going to go great from here on out. Tomorrow, the next day, yeah. you can you can get right with the law and figure out how to pay them money. Yeah, and then you're going to be you're going to be a okay. You know what's bullshit too. Why? What is bullshit? Oh, sorry. Yeah, this, what? This parking cop, whatever they're called, uh-huh. pig, uh, comes by, uh, and, and the, he gives me a parking ticket. Yeah. Fine. I was okay. parked illegally. That's totally. Okay. 45 minutes later, he comes back oh, God. to bust me on my registration. What is yeah. that? Do it at the same time or not at all? That is frustrating. And honestly- Just I, a, a little, yeah. an extra little- dig of the knife yeah maybe maybe they have like been have you missed a note or something from them like anything else has anyone given no because uh, this that kind of thing usually comes out to me to be like um i've given you so much slack and you've taken all the advantage of it here's your ticket move your car and then when you don't do that they they have the same kind of like <gasps> like so mad about your lack of respect for the oh rules. That You're playing they devil's advocate for this parking cop. I'm just saying, maybe. You know what? Oh, I, my gosh. Hey, you know, I, I have to say there's some rules that I agree with. There's some rules that I don't agree with. I'm not going to say this rule if I do or do not agree with it. But uh, I think it's important to know that the, uh, the, the meter reader, if you will, were like, they're just like, hey, I'm doing my job. Got to do my job. I'm so mad at you. I'm sorry. Why would you do this? Uh, because this is like when you said you don't like Proud Mary coffee, and I defended them because yeah. I think their coffee and food are good. See, that's except okay. on a massive scale. Alex, I still think you're a victim here. I, I'm, Kay- Casey's I just, a I defender don't of say, the police. Casey loves cops. Hey, I don't want to say that you are being singled out here. It just so happens uh, anyone who was parked there was going to have this happen if they're uh, if they're they didn't move their car after they got the ticket and they also had their their tickets out. I can't even uh, listen thanks. to anything you say, Alex. I'm I'm you, sorry. You know, a cab. You're uh, a cab. <laughs> All cops are perfect. All cops are perfect. <laughs> Fine. I refused. I, I I'm not gonna I'm not gonna take this. Anymore. How dare you bring logic into an emotional time for me? Sorry. I, well, actually, <laughs> if you had uh, gotten into the cop is probably well, frustrated too. You have to understand. There's two sides of this equation, uh, sir. I'm honestly mad at you. That's fine. That's fine. Let's talk about I, a tree. I don't care. <laughs> I'm gonna make you even more mad through this entire conversation. No, we have to make peace. All right, Alex. Uh, Just apologize, and we can make peace. I'm sorry. Thank you. <laughs> what are we talking about today, Alex? Oh, God. Jeez. Today we're talking about a tree, Casey. Excellent. We are talking about 
the Indian sandalwood. Yes, that is correct. Now, there are a couple different species that we could have talked about in terms of sandalwood. Yeah, honestly, there is. There's a lot. Um, I think two of the biggest are Indian and Australian. Uh, yeah, I think that's I think that's correct. Well, that's that's kind of the thing. There's like, uh, it's one of those things that has been known for so long, and a lot of tropical trees that have like similar things, similar traits, are kind of called the same thing. It kind of like the madrone, uh-huh. uh, not geez, not the madrone, the mangrove. You remember how like some would say, "Oh, this is a mangrove," when it was like completely not even related to the mangrove, the red mangrove. Oh right? yeah. Um, so this is, this is kind of like that, but there's also, the thing is, there are species that are, that are used for the same things, spoiler, they're used for a lot of stuff, Mm. um, but there's like the, the number one, a traditional one. Remember nutmeg? There was like the nutmeg, then there's kind of like other nutmegs. Nutmeg with a capital N. Yeah. There's like a sandalwood with a, with capital S. And that is the Indian sandalwood. Exactly. Which is centalum album yeah which i love that it's not like albidum or albus or alba just it's straight up album album and <laughs> it's also a word that means a a collection of songs would you say this is this tree is your favorite album i think this is my favorite album yeah it's certainly i think so on the on rolling stones top 100 albums do you oh, think this makes the list <laughs> absolutely and if it doesn't make the list then it's just like this is an album that not only has sight sound but also smell that's right we're gonna get to yeah. that plenty in a bit casey with yeah. some homegrown trivia but I first should let's imagine that you and i are walking through a sandalwood grove mm-hmm. in jolly old india let's id this tree okay the indian sandalwood as you said it is santalum not d it's a t Sant alum album and this is it's a tree that um depending on where it's growing in its native india which is where we're walking around right now is it gets up to about like uh 40 meters tall and what is that it's like what is it? it's 40 times three it's like uh 120 feet tall they say. i'm glad you did the math thank you it's about three or so but i've honestly heard a lot of different things so some things say a height of 20 meters some other things have said that it gets up to uh like 10 meters tall like it's a small tree mm-hmm. so i'm gonna stick with about 20 meters which okay. is gonna be about 60 to 70 feet at like the, the biggest max top max height medium small yeah medium small it doesn't really uh, it doesn't get gigantic, but it's kind of the same thing that we talked about with other tropical trees. They mm-hmm. don't get like big and massive. Right. Like, there's only a few that really become giants. The the rest kind of maintain a. Eh, I'm a tall tree, but eh, I'm not the tallest tree. Right. I don't know why. I don't know what the specific conditions are that really make that because you think the tropics are like the best place to have giant trees. But it's actually places like the Pacific Northwest Coast and Australia where they have uh, eucalyptus and we have Douglas fir and redwoods and things like that. I wonder if it's one of those things that like the market, the bubble burst on tree height in the oh, tropics. Oh, yeah. They were like, okay. we don't need to be tall anymore. Let's let's everything reset. Yeah. You know what? That's a very good question. Maybe they just. Uh, they, and I don't even need I don't they, even mean that as a joke. I mean, yeah. I mean, literally, like what if they're the competition is 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 in such a way that they don't even yeah. they don't need height. Honestly, that has to be the answer, because if we're thinking about things in an evolutionary way. Uh huh. There's always going to be some reason, like everything that exists has evolved, except for rocks in a you know kind of specific way. Mm. Um, but anything that's living has evolved, and it's been 
thousands upon millions of years of this process of shaping these things. Yeah. So in the tropics, that is also sped up really fast because things move quicker oh, down there. Oh, things evolve faster. They essentially do because wow. the, the the pressures are so much higher. Oh, I see. And the the time is like uh, there's there's no stopping. There's no um, uh, seasonality where you go up oh. to Alaska. Things are gonna they have three or four months and then it's dark and cold again. So in the tropics, it's never dark, it's never cold, except for at night, and it's always like just the perfect same temperatures, same amount of light all the time because they're on the equator, so there's not that like uh, the change of the seasons where we have longer days in the summer and shorter days in the winter. Mm -hmm. It doesn't happen down there. Right. Everything's go, go, go all the time. It's go, go, go. So imagine the the forests are on, the gas pedal's always 100% down. Mm. So my guess is that you have to be right, Alex, because if if those pressures have led to the trees staying kind of a normal height, except for a few that get really gigantic, Mm. there must have been like the pressures, there there is some pressure that's keeping it down. Right. I don't know what that pressure is. I'm not talking gravity. We'll figure this out because one of these days we're just going to do like 16 episodes on tropical trees. Oh, wow. Entirely. I can't promise that. So everyone who was just like, (laughs) can I talk you down to four, Casey? We'll have a negotiation sometime. But well, let's get yeah. back to sandalwood case. We're, we're let's sit there. That's a good point. Let's talk. Uh, let's talk bark. So the bark is uh, the bark is the thing. Actually, this is kind of the the thing that really sets people off. It's kind of a dark gray. It starts uh, with a nice, smooth, kind of tan, light gray, brownish bark, mm-hmm. and then as it ages, it goes from like kind of reddish to dark gray to nearly black, like really dark, dark. Uh, bark nearly black wow yeah yeah from what i what i can tell and it's also it's kind of hard to see i i went and googled a lot of this and it actually is kind of difficult to find um a hundred percent good photos because as you look it up it's it's so commonly used in the uh medicinal and sort of like uh scent trade Mm -hmm. that you see a lot of things that are like them being cut or what people think is a sandalwood or sandalwood products because the bark is a lot of times what people use for these scents and for incense and things like that Mm. so you have like uh pictures of the bark but it's like the scraps of bark like bark chips you don't see very rarely uh, very often the tree itself okay so what i'm reading through is a um it's a description uh that i think uh i got from the uh uh, agroforestry um so this uh this says it gets really really dark and that covers up um some really beautiful wood that's kind of a yellowish whitish wood on the inside doesn't get very dark uh so you have really dark dark bark going all the way up becoming lighter as it becomes younger higher in the tree and the leaves that come off of it are evergreen because of course it's a tropical tree it doesn't need to go uh doesn't need to drop its leaves and it will be usually oppositely arranged uh ovate ovate elliptical leaves like they're they're kind of long and pointy ovate elliptical yeah what do you think of that i like that yeah sounds like a like a now whatever come on I guess I guess it sounds like a piece of gym equipment or something. Wow, it does. <laughs> Only for eggs though. 
This is an ovate elliptical. Oh you need my to get on God. the person elliptical. Oh, oh my it's God. a it's a chicken elliptical. It's a chicken elliptical to help them to help them if they're if they're a little constipated with their yeah, eggs. Yeah, yeah, it helps them just pop them out. Are yeah. you familiar with cloacas, Casey? Yeah, I am. The it's the the sexual hole of birds. Not just sexual. What? It's also urinary and oh. uh, what digestive fecal. Wow, they do everything <laughs> through that thing. Yeah, they got one hole. Those are one hole birds. Yeah, it's just a one one trick pony. You know, when I go to the restaurant <laughs> and I order, I order a whole bird. Yeah, <laughs> one whole bird. Yeah, one whole bird. I wasn't <laughs> expecting this. Oh, <laughs> that's disgusting, Alex. You make me sick. Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> one whole bird. Anyway. Oh, anyway. So these, these leaves are ovate elliptical. They are ovate elliptical, okay. and and they're very they're kind of like a, a nice nice kind of normal green. Like I, I wouldn't say their green is outstanding. It's not dark. It's not any. It's not light. It's just it's a normal normal green. Utility green. Yeah, and they usually it's a little paler beneath. It's got a nice little point on it, and they usually have like you can see the veination. It's quite noticeable. Hmm. So if you rub your fingers on it, you can probably feel the veins. A little embossed. I guess I imagine like a quilted fabric you Ooh, know yeah yeah yeah. that's a good way like to describe stitched, it stitched so uh-huh. the it pulls down you can, like a feel bit. the stitches a little bit yeah. yeah yeah that's pretty much it um but then the thing that really that i like about it like i think it's probably one of my favorite parts of it is the uh the flowers have you have you seen the flowers? Have you Googled these at all? Have you looked them up? Um, Casey, guilty. I have not. Oh my gosh. In my research for my homegrown trivia, I, I specifically focused wholly on the wood. Oh, oh, Alex, you gotta check out these flowers. They are they're understated brilliance, in my opinion. And the reason I think they're understated is because they're not flashy. Like they're not, they don't jump out at you, and they are they're just a little bit different. Now, Alex, I noticed that you're Googling things and you're coming up with, there you go. This guy? This That's one? what we're looking for. I don't know what else you were seeing, but the tree we are looking at is the is specifically Centalum album and its flowers this are is very strange. Yes. It's a strange flower. It looks like a waxy non-flower, doesn't it? The issue with looking this up is that there's so many, there's like 25 different species of sandalwood. Right. And so if you look up sandalwood flower, you're going to find a bunch of different things. You also find things that people call a sandalwood that aren't actually a sandalwood. They definitely look poisonous. Like I wouldn't want oh. to touch that out of fear that it would hurt me. Now, see, that's an interesting, an interesting thing to point out. They do look poisonous. I don't know that they are. Um, as yeah. far as I can tell, but they're they they they're not like intense. They're unscented. They are um, mm. these kind of end panicles at the end of these branches, and they're really tiny with like this intense purple and kind of this yellowish center kind of thing. Yeah, and I just think they are so gorgeous. What kind of thing would pollinate this? Um, most likely a bee. Okay. Uh, bees don't really, they're not necessarily attracted to the um, intense nectar. Some of them are, but they eat they eat pollen. Mm-hmm. So this could be, I, I would be willing to bet there's a million different insects that um, would go to this only because of the colors, not okay. necessarily because of the of the scent, because it doesn't have a scent. And it might probably has a little bit of nectar, so you get a little something in there. Gotcha. But it wouldn't be, uh, it wouldn't be something that you'd get like uh, a big butterfly to probably go to. Mm-hmm. It doesn't, doesn't have the right shape for a butterfly because they have like their long proboscis that sucks out the, uh, oh, the yeah. nectar. And like bats also kind of do that where they look for the big nectar things. So this is probably some other fly wow. kind of thing that just goes over there, maybe eats a little bit, gets some pollen, and then moves on. Got it. The fruit, though, that it makes is a droop. It's another fruit droop. Wow, fruit droop riot. 
they're very small. They're 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 kind of reddish green violet. They're not big. They don't do a whole lot. They have these. They're in these little clusters, and they have uh, nothing really to them. Like this is kind of the one thing. This tree, I I I fail to like give it a really stunning review in terms of like uh, how it how it looks. Because wow. the rest of the tree, and I, I say this with love, is 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 no, no one cares about it. It's really the wood and the bark. It's true. This is sort this of is a this is sort of a one part tree. Yeah, it is. And I, I, you know what? That's you know, I'm I'm sorry. I'm sorry that that is you know the way it's coming down. But I want to make sure to give it the right uh, the right amount of time and effort because I think it has all these unique characteristics. But it's like we're not going to spend a bunch of time talking about an oak flower because they're like super boring and they don't really have a lot to it. Right. The leaves of oaks, like, okay, great. But like, you want to talk about the cool thing. The acorn. Yeah, exactly. It's, uh, <laughs> thank you. I didn't want to say it because I wasn't sure if anyone oh. would be upset, but the acorn is the cool thing. No, this is a, Fact. this is a, this is a platform for that kind of nonsense. Thank you, Alex. Thank you. Uh, Casey, speaking of one trick pony, one part tree, should yeah. we get into some homegrown tree? I think we sure should, Alex. What do we got going on here? <laughs> I'm like the traffic reporter. <laughs> All right, now we're going to jump over to Alex to see what the uh, state of the trivia is. Alex, how's it going out there? Well, it's a hot one, Casey. There's no denying it. Okay, Case, here we go. Uh, now, I don't really know where to start. Let's start with this, Casey. The city of Kanaj. Okay. Kanaj is a city in India in the state of Uttar Pradesh. Okay. Uh, it's in northern India. Mm-hmm. Do you know why Kanaj might be uh, popular or relevant to our conversation here? I don't. Kanaj is the perfume capital of oh, India. Oh, my God. Big time. Yes. It is yes, the yes. center of commerce for all things good smelling. Yeah, okay. This uh, um, this is going to come, this is going to do well for us. In a country known for good smelling things, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. fragrance and, you know. Yeah, you know, intense, like, you know, uh, sensory, sensory yes. uh, input. Big time aromas. Yeah. BTAs are huge in India. Okay. We got a high BTAs. <laughs> we got a, oh, this has a high BTA. <laughs> yeah, oh, good. sorry. Uh, big time aroma. It's yeah. an industry term. You wouldn't understand. So, <laughs> Kanaj, perfume capital of the world, or excuse me, of India for thousands of years. Yeah. Hundreds, if, if not thousands. And sandalwood oil is going to be the base for most of these perfumes. Wow. So it's not necessarily like sandalwood perfume, uh-huh. but it's a base for other they scents. add other scents into it. So yeah. it kind of goes with the territory. If you say you have uh, rose perfume, it is rose and sandalwood because yes. sandalwood's kind of there. I think so. And I think it's like, remember when we talked about guitar woods? Yeah. And we were like... You know there are tone woods uh-huh. that give the guitar its 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 uh, characteristic sound. Yeah, and like spruce is a very distinct tone wood, mm-hmm. and I think it was mahogany that was like mahogany just accentuates the rest of the tone wood. Okay, it's like salt in a dish. Like it doesn't you can't mm-hmm. taste the salt necessarily. It just mm-hmm. makes everything else taste better. Gotcha. I think sandalwood oil is like that. It doesn't add a characteristic necessarily. Yeah, but it like helps to like. 
you know, va-va-voom things up a little bit. I see. Yeah, 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 yeah. I actually don't know if that's true, but I, it feels well, true. let's say that. I mean, I, that makes sense for its use because if it is the base, then that that's the reason. But it also right. has its own scent to it. So maybe it is just that that salt scent where it just adds that next layer. Yeah. So I, hey, it's a, this is fine conjecture. Either way, the fact still stands. It is the base. Yes, regardless the base. Um, the oil is extracted from sandalwood through a process called steam distillation, yes. which is a common thing for lots of uh, distilling. Yep. I I can't be bothered to explain it step by step because it's like chemistry. No. But basically, superheated steam is passed through powdered sandalwood. Okay. Uh, the heartwood. Oh, this is a big thing. Yeah. Sapwood, no good. Pointless. That's that's on every bumper sticker in India. Yeah. Sapwood, <laughs> no good. Heartwood, good. <laughs> the rhyme scheme is so so on. Yeah. It's classic Indian poetry. Yeah, it is, really is. So they have, you know, these workers in these uh, distilleries yeah. hacking away the sapwood. It has to be manually done. Now, that is very curious. Yeah. Hacking away at this, the 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 sapwood, so that you're left with just that heartwood, uh-huh. um, which is where the real money is. Uh, the steam extracts the oils in that in that heartwood. Uh-huh. Then it's passed through a condenser. The steam is cooled, and you get two things that come out the other end. Okay. You get the sandalwood oil, yeah, which then has to be sent to like a chemistry lab, and something happens to it there it's magic they it's take care much. of that yeah 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 it's, Inter, it's not on my plate yeah. steel underwear question mark make money <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then you also get hydrosol okay so, oh yeah 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 i've I no hydrosol yeah. i have uh i have some with uh mm, i can't remember what it is i can't remember what kind of hydrosol like rosemary or something yeah it's it's not that but yeah it's it, you, you squirt it and you like walk in take a deep breath that's right maybe by the end hey maybe this is our yeah. Chekhov's gun by the end of this episode <laughs> we'll, you'll have remembered what's in that hydrosol. i will reintroduce it and yeah. kill off some character here <laughs> uh so hydrosol is um like casey said it's a skincare uh, thing. So you spray it on your face. It's good for hydration. And there's one other byproduct that comes out of this, Casey. Yeah. Okay. Wait. So you, this is the two. We have the hydrosol, the oil. Yeah. The oil is like the product. Yeah. Okay. Hydrosol is the byproduct. Okay. I don't know if that's how you, whatever. That's fine. But then there's another byproduct. Mm-hmm. Can you think of anything? Ooh, you know what I forgot to do, Casey? I'm going to stop right here. Okay. And I'm going to give you some visual clues. All right. I'm ready. I am seeing Alex. He's picking up a small stick and he's lighting it on fire and uh well alex is just smoking a joint alex come on (laughs) what the heck man i gotta chill out man (laughs) i sat here for 20 minutes describing what you're doing and it turns out you were just smoking a doobie Uh, no that is incense yes i just lit some sandalwood incense in fact see the other byproduct is Incense, and this comes from that powdered wood. They they put it on the, the incense stick. Yeah, so that that powdered sandalwood yeah. gets shot through, and what comes out of that is just like really fine powder, just straight powder. Yeah. Does it smell good? It does. It smells very. Yeah, good. Yeah, it does smell very good. It's in that stage where it's smoking a lot, and then yeah. it'll kind of mellow out. Yeah, then it chills. But that really fine powder yeah. is compressed and turned into incense gotcha and indian right. incense is 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 either you know they put it around a 
like a corn dog. They dip yeah. it around a, con- uh, a stick. Yeah, only, you can only get it at fairs. That's what I have here. Yeah. Um, and then they also have little cones. Have you ever, have you ever dealt with little incense cones? No, I haven't. They're kind of like, I think they might be smokeless, but you put them on like on top of a covered flame. Uh-huh. And it kind of like, it's like a... Uh, Senses, yeah. you know, like indirect right. flame. I gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of it just thing. kind of warms it, and then the 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 heat comes off. Yes. Of it. the heat re- releases the, the the compounds. Honestly, this would be the VOCs, the volatile organic compounds. Oh, there you go. Gets hot, and then goes into our. We can actually smell it. Yeah. Okay. Volatile. This is very interesting, Alan. Yeah. So that's sort of the process, and the the manual the manual labor involved. I've watched many videos. I I, got, I fell into a YouTube rabbit hole as oh, I often I, do. I could imagine. And I watched many videos of of people in India in Kanaj making sa- sandalwood uh, oil and incense, and it is a fucking process. I absolutely can imagine. And it's all and there's a reason that it's it's so expensive. Yeah, yeah. Um the well we'll get into this the wood is very rare. Yes. But also the process is just madness. It's just so much. Yeah. Like, you have to have so many hands working on it. Yeah. By the end of it, you, you pay them all. You have your, your value-added product is yes. very valuable. Yes. How very curious. Uh, so sandalwood essential oil Here's the thing. If you go to like a Walgreens and buy sandalwood essential oil, mm-hmm. you might be buying like the way they sell, quote, white truffle oil. Oh. It's not actually from truffles. Oh. Usually it's basically edible perfume scent, uh, flavored with like natural, quote, natural flavors. Oh, my God. The truffle oil or the sandalwood oil? The s- truffle oil. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> Sorry, no, that's important misinformation. <laughs> um, so sandalwood oil is often like replicated and passed off as really cheap essential oil. Oh, yeah, totally. So if you pay like $4 for a little bottle of sandalwood oil, I can mm. guarantee you that's not sandalwood it's oil. It's not sandalwood oil. It's sandalwood wow. scented oil. Oh. But it's not sandalwood oil. I see. Because Indian sandalwood Sandalwood oil, Casey, uh, goes for about seventy-five U.S. dollars for a t- little ten-gram bottle. Jeez, that's it's, insane! It's the good stuff. That is a good stuff. That's expensive. Yeah, but I bet you it solves every ailment you could ever have. That's true. <laughs> mm. All right, um, good. And also, what you're looking for in that ingredient list is santalol, which is santalol. the chemical compound in sandalwood. Yes, indeed. That um, is that is something that I have also seen. Oh wow! Mm-hmm. We we doubled up there. Um, so if you don't see that, it's fake. Uh, sandalwood oil can be used to reduce inflammation. It's good for allergies, aromatherapy, of course, as as we are seeing from this. Yep. Hey, I don't think it's working, Casey. <laughs> yeah. What? Wait. Are we not? Are we? Are we not uh, calming right now? I feel good. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I feel good. All right. All right. I'm just gonna assume that I feel good, and maybe I will. Hey. Honestly, yeah. That's a it's a good place to start. I used to do that all the time. Someone asked me how I'm doing. Oh yeah. Yeah. I've told you this. Toxic positivity. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So. Uh, <laughs> Sandalwood oil is also great for um, it's not toxic positivity, <laughs> acne, and you know facial inflammation. That's yeah. why that's why the hydrosol is so uh, oh, popular. Yeah, I gotcha. Um, spray that on before you go to bed. You know, sometimes you wake up and suddenly you have a big whitehead. Mm-hmm, sure. If you spray hydrosol on your on your face before you go to bed, less irritation in the morning. Yeah, you know what? That makes sense because I I've heard that it has um, like. The it, it has these effects of antibacteria, anti-inflammatory, yes. these kinds of responses. So it makes total sense that it would it would have not only an effect that make you feel good mm-hmm. with all the rest of these aromatherapy things, reduce stress, which reduces all these other chemicals, but it also 
in and of itself will help reduce these things by an actual uh, like contact destruction of bacteria and things. Yeah. Very, very conveniently bottled in one uh, one bottle for some That's fun. right. <laughs> Casey opens his trench coat. <laughs> yeah. He got some sandals. Rows of bottles. I'll tell you this one for four bucks. Tell you what, it's real. Don't ask me any other questions. <laughs> Why do they all have skulls on them, Casey? Knock them in the back of the head, steal their wallet, and run. <laughs> wow. Anyway, don't find me in New York City. A little too specific to not be real. <laughs> so that's sandalwood oil, Casey. Wow. And if you're going to buy sandalwood oil, I, I, I wrote this down. Having sandalwood oil made in Kanaj mm-hmm. in India is sort of like having Parmesan from Parma in oh, Italy. Oh, I is see. Like, you know, if it's it, the best. Of the it's best. not named after perfume. It it may be. I don't know where the name comes from, but mm-hmm. that it's like that is the place to get this stuff. Interesting. Um. So, bo- uh, bo- 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 what were you going to try and guess where perfume comes from? The word perfume? Yeah, was that what you were just saying? No. Okay, never mind. Do you want to tell me? No. Okay. <laughs> we'll bring it up some other time. Do you, I, I think fume means, is like fumes? Yeah, it comes from smoke. I think it's supposed to be like a, a good smoke. Ah, there you because go. Because perfume was not something that you would uh, spray like we do now. It would be more something like incense where you'd burn wood. Really? And it would be good smoke, and that would be the perfume. And like get into your clothes and stuff. I guess so. Yeah, oh, back wow. then. Yeah, I don't know if that was the purpose or maybe it was just like, yeah, you burn this and now you smell like it, and then that was your perfume. Interesting. Yeah, I'm not sure. I read that in a book about uh, frankincense, actually, hmm. which should actually be pronounced Frank Incense. Anyway, we have another subject. <gasps> wow. <laughs> one day that we're going to be doing, Alex. Uh, I love that shit. That's yeah. so good. Um, Casey. Alex. Unfortunately, there is a supply problem. I was going to ask about that. In the same way that our our Cone of the Month Club stickers are late because of the supply shortage Uh, (laughs) of vinyl, I guess, there is a supply problem in India of Mm. sandalwood. Mm. Gotcha. The this is this was the most mind you know people often ask like what was the most mind blowing fact you learned from the show they, several times a day yes this is this is in my uh, this is officially canon in my top ten ooh a good quality sandalwood tree needs fifteen to twenty years to mature yep to the to where it can be harvested and turned into oil okay um every tree every sandalwood tree that is grown in India must be registered with the Indian government. What? Yes. So that is insane. Every single one. Yeah. Wow. And I did not that know that. is grown for commercial purposes. I guess if it's growing out in the wild, uh, nobody's going to yeah. trek out there. And, I would guess so. You don't need to do that. Or yeah. if, you, like, if you're going to sell it, it needs to be registered. Yes. If you're just going to grow it, you're fine. Um, maybe potentially. Maybe okay. I don't, I'm actually not sure. I think if, I think if you're just growing it, you have to register. How curious! Like if you just if you you plant one in your front yard because you really think it's a beautiful tree. Yeah, I believe so. Because hmm. it's just there's such a shortage. Yeah. Um, and every step of the process when harvesting, you have to have a government official come out and like watch the process. Oh my! And mark God. down that they watched you harvest this tree. That probably it do is it have information as to why. Uh, no. I bet you, though, this works out well for what we're going to be talking about. At least one of the things we're going to be mm-hmm. talking about. Um, because my bet is that it's essentially a a commodity at this point. So yeah. you have to, because it's like, it's not co- like corn is a commodity. Mm-hmm. Where you can be like, yeah, I got like a trillion pounds of corn. And they're like, okay, great. Uh, we'll sell it to us, you know? Whereas the sandalwood is like, they have so few and it's sold at specific prices. Yeah. 
as an export good, they don't want it to be like undercut. They don't want like the black market. So Well, Casey, it's funny you should mention is. black market. Oh my god. There's a huge sandalwood black market in India. Of course there it's is. It's a big problem. Unregistered sandalwoods. Yeah. Alex, this is a huge problem. Yeah. And it has been a huge problem for centuries. Well, Casey, let's talk more about that after the break. We'll be right back with more completely arbitrary. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Welcome back to Completely Arbitrary. Today we're talking the Indian Sandalwood scientific sure, name. Right. Santalum album. Every Thank now, you. I don't want to ever cut you off in case you say it, uh, but then I just wait for, like a beat or two to uh-huh. hear if you're going to like, now Casey, now. And I edit it to make it look like we had it planned all along. Oh my God, <laughs> you're so goddamn good. But I won't that time, just to show what goes into making yeah, the show. Yeah, the painstaking time that you take. Oh yeah. We all appreciate it, Alex. <laughs> Our show is so minimally edited, Casey, it's crazy. Uh, well, we're just really good, you know? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Casey, let's talk more sandalwood talk. Well, let's I'm get into it, it now. Uh, I have an announcement to make before we get into it. Please. I forgive you. Thank you. Oh, my God, Alex. And I'm no longer mad. This feels really good. I feel like there's this blanket lifted off of us where we can now bloom fully. It's not that I I was mad that you said those things. Yeah. I just didn't know why you were saying them in that moment. Oh, well, I I understand. I'm not going to tell you why. (laughs) As if there's some master plan. (laughs) Ooh, Casey's sinister. Yeah, well, you know, I'll sell you some sandalwood from the back of my trunk if you want. Okay. Anyway, uh, Alex, then right before we went to the break, I noted that this has been happening for a long time. This black market sandalwood business. Uh, Yes, rather, maybe not a black market sandalwood, but like a market of sandalwood that has caused problems. Yes. So for like 4,000, 5,000 years, um, the sandalwood trees have been known as exactly what you're talking about. The processes may have been different. The trees were probably bigger back when, Mm -hmm. but they were always used for things that were relating to sort of religious ceremonies and and scent things, which in um, in India, as you noted, it's a uh, a big, uh, what was, BF. T big scent BS Oh what was it? BTA, BTA a big time aroma. It's a big time aroma place. Yeah. Um but also anywhere that kind of had Buddhism and uh other kinds of religions that had like um that you'd like light incense, oh, you know, okay. and you would you would like light an incense and let it smoke around as kind of a 
an offering or while you're doing your prayers. Or sure, like I mean that. that goes pretty far back. Oh yeah, it goes as far back as 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 you can ever imagine. Yeah, and even way back when it was even more important, and uh, that made the trade in in these kinds of woods and plants really specific because um, they would have these kind of magical properties that would come with them, or they would be involved with these religious rites to some degree. Okay. So they would be sold, like, uh, for instance, to the Egyptians, and they would use the sandalwood to build boxes and sarcophagi and things like that. Mm. So that, and because they, they had all these other things, they would keep insects away and they would smell really good. So they, because they were so enchanting, they were used for enchanted purposes. Hey, you know, it would make a great funeral pyre. Oh, it would smell good, but yeah. that that would be the waste of waste of the wood. Uh, oh well, that's. I, I guess if you're, yeah, if you're, if it's you know, important to if you, it's important enough. It, it would be yeah. the the perfect use of the wood. That seems very fair. Um, well, I imagine this this really respectful funeral pyre, mm-hmm. and you smell. What is that? And you what realizing the that they're using sandalwood, and you rush over and you <laughs> knock off the. You knock off the body and you try to put the fire out. <laughs> like you, you know how expensive this is. What the hell are you doing? This guy's dead. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> yeah, that that's a oh. quick way to get me kicked out of several different parties. Yeah. But I suffice it to say, uh, I have not been at a funeral pyre. I think period. So I've never had to quite deal with that. Thank goodness. So uh, other people have, though I'm sure, and that is what created like this intense amount of um, demand for this this wood. Update on the incense, Casey. Oh, I'm yeah, getting a fucking faceful. Hey, you look like pretty calm. <laughs> I'm like, stressing out about inhaling calm. all this smoke. All right, now it looks like it's going away from you. Nice. That's what I'm talking about. That looks cool. That was a gale force blow. All right. So, um, like, so much to the point where, um, because this is a tropical tree, um, it has spread throughout the tropics. So, we were talking about the, or right now, we're talking about the Indian species, which is um, Centalum album. Yeah. And that grows all the way down, like, through Indonesia. And legend has it, it grew natively all the way to Australia. Other things that I've read says it grows Australia all the way over to like the the coasts on uh, the the Pacific coasts of South America. Holy you can shit. find a couple native species. Now, there's also species that grow there that are not the this exact um, same species, the album, um, because there's like 25 species. So they grow kind of you know all over the place in the mm. tropics, it's most mostly in the southeast and uh, Oceania area. Um, but what's funny about this tree is that it's it's a really unique tree. So if you have a unique tree and you have this uh, this this demand for its wood which is a product that you get from a tree without, uh, you have to cut it down. You know, like you could say, oh, there's huge demand for apples. You plant apple trees. You have apples all over the place. Mm-hmm. The apple tree still exists. Sure. This is demand for something that once it's given to the people who demand it, yeah. it's gone. It's gone. You no longer have that. You have to regrow it. And like you said, it takes like 15 years before yeah. you can get one of the right size. So it lives the total year. You can have a 100-year-old tree. Like they can live for a, a good, decent amount of time. Mm-hmm. Um, but- Again, you also noted that it has to be the heartwood. And as we've discussed ah. multiple times, heartwood is what develops in the center of a tree, essentially as that wood ages out. Mm-hmm. It's no longer being used for active transport. The trees put in all these different tannins and chemicals and extratives, and those 
basically get jammed into the, the cells. And then as the tree expands and puts on new rings on the outside, the old wood is essentially interred in place with all these different uh, extratives, is what they're called. We've what used the analogy before that heartwood is sort of like retired wood. Yeah, it is. Exactly. Yeah. It's, Implying that it's, it's done doing its job for the mm-hmm. tree. But you also mentioned at one point that heartwood can like kick back into, oh, yeah. into production if it needs to. Well, it's it's in a weird way where they can see, um, and I need to do more research on this because uh, if there is, if, if something happens, like a tree gets wounded, mm-hmm. they've seen responses, like chemical responses in those cells. Right. They don't know exactly if it is living or it's like you just expose it to oxygen and then it like triggers blah, 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 and then it like changes certain chemical things and like puts on a wall mm. but yeah i i we it might it might not that is for a later days okay. kind of discussion about the biology and the physiology of trees we've planted the seed so alex you have these kind of these these uh, i i don't know if you see it but there's kind of like this this like whirlpool of conditions that are that are kind of circling around mm-hmm. so you have a tree that is in high demand for the wood which is the tree itself the tree cannot survive um and give you the product yeah secondly it's a a wood that is not valuable until it's a certain age and so you're going to be cutting down the bigger trees first you 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 don't want to have like the smaller trees and be like oh well the smaller trees work like or i can just take the bark off the tree you have to cut down big trees uh which means you have to have younger trees growing and established to take over the new uh the new areas that the old trees used to be in yeah okay we also see this gigantic demand Inevitably, um, certainly in prehistoric times or in historic times, in ancient times, um, we didn't have the checks that maybe we sometimes kind of have every now and then, at least in theory, um, in terms of like, how much do we cut? There's none of that. Everyone's like, I want all the sandalwood to build my palace out of. I see. Go get it for me. And there then was there's no forestry regulation. Exactly. There's no like, eh, we're only going to sell you this much. Not all of the trees as they are now in India are registered. So they didn't know how much they had. They didn't know how much they could sell. They basically said, I'm rich. I want it. Go get it. Mm. Which, to be very clear, still happens today. That's why <laughs> there's this black market. Yeah. Um, but historically, it was way way bigger of a problem, especially during the colonial period when, um, let's say you had someone from England sail down and go to the Hawaiian Islands and then smell that there's sandalwood at the Hawaiian Islands and be like, oh my God, can we have your sandalwood? Mm. And the Hawaiians are like, uh, sure, we don't really, uh, sure, we use it for some incense and things, but man, you guys are infatuated with this. So yeah, if you're going to give us some money, great, we'll we'll cut down the tree. And this is exactly what happened, is you get this insane demand that you find a new population of these. Now there's three, I think there's three species that either are or were native to Hawaii. Mm-hmm. And those were like 100% cut down to the point where wow. the, the kings and the monarchs in Hawaii would say, go cut down this because I have debt that I need to pay or we are trading it for something else to these these explorers that come over they get it for cheap or however they get it then they take it back to this other market and everyone's like where'd you get all this sandalwood and it becomes this huge big like in like influx of, mm-hmm. of stuff and it messes with the markets and everything and all of a sudden the prices drop now everyone's cutting a bunch of sandalwood because they're trying to sell it all because the price is really low and you see the problem there is this the kind of tree that you can cut down to the stump 
Uh-huh. And it'll send out new shoots? I don't believe so. Okay, so this is a one-and-done type of thing. I believe that's the case, correct. All right. And so... In on top of that, the thing that really makes this tree kind of unique, the main reason I wanted to talk about it today, but also the main reason that all the things you talked about kind of play a really important part mm-hmm. is where this kind of cultural historical phenomenon intersects with a unique natural attribute of the sandalwood in particular. Okay. The sandalwood is a hemiparasite. The sandalwood is a hemi-parasite. Yes. Hemi. Hemi-parasite. Parasite. Yes. Parasite. Parasite. A hemi-parasite. Hemi-parasite. Do you know what that means? <laughs> like I'm killing time. Like, ah, uh, yes, a hemi-parasite. Uh, yes. parasite that is neither hummy or homey. It is a Hemi-parasite. Oh, Lord. Of course. What does it mean? A hemi-parasite is a tree or a plant or something that is a parasite, but it is not an obligate parasite. What is an obligate? An obligate parasite is something that must parasitize something or else it will die. Okay, so this is a parasite, a hobbyist parasite. Uh, yeah, exactly. So there's there's a couple things, like let's say uh, this plant is called daughter. The scientific name is Cuscata or Cuscuta. Uh-huh. It's Cuscata. And it's like this really stringy, yellow, viney-like plant that it'll grow, but I think if, if it doesn't find a, um, a host within like a week or something, it dies. Like it must grow, and it's like this vine that twists around. And when it finds something, it laps onto it and then sends what's called hostoria into the plant. And then that's like these modified roots that go and invade and go into the body of plant B and suck nutrients from it. Okay, so that's an obligate. It's obligated to to be a parasite or else it dies. Exactly. So explain hemi. So a hemiparasite is... A tree that has roots that will grow down, find another, or in this case, the the sandalwood, Mm -hmm. it'll have roots that grow down, will find another root of another plant. The sandalwood does this. Yes, this is what the sandalwood does, which is what a hemiparasite does. Okay. They are able to parasitize the roots of another plant, Uh but they can still make and do photosynthesis and pretty much live without being a parasite, but they still are parasitic. So what do they get out of being a parasite? Just more nutrients and yes, such? Yes, this is exactly the thing. So all, Greedy all, little bastards. They're greedy, but they're good at it. Yeah. Like they're greedy in a way that is very unique, where they grow in drier spaces. Mm-hmm. All these, um, the, the, the tropical areas that we're talking about, they tend to be in more of the drier locations, that ecologically speaking, okay. in these regions. And they are growing, and they can find themselves on a couple different species. One is called the... Um, uh, Casarina, which uh, if you haven't heard of that, it, it's called the she-oak. Mm. It's a tree that looks like a pine and makes these funny little cone things that is actually not a pine. It doesn't make cones, and it's more it's very closely related to the oak trees. I'll, I'll post a, a, a video of these, the, the she-oak's not a video. I'll post a photo so you can see what it looks like. I saw one in the Philippines, and I was like, what kind of pine is this? And I still had, had no idea for months. Went back to Oregon, spent a bunch of time trying to figure it out, and finally learned that it's a casarina, which is the she-oak, and it was it's obscenely confusing. Wow. 
Anyway. She Oak Attorney at Law. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. That sounds good. Some people will like You'll their reference. You'll never guess. Oh, I don't, I don't get it. Dang it, Alex. Anywho. I'll tell you, I'll tell you later. Okay. So the sandalwood, uh, it also will parasitize acacias and another tree species called sesbania. Hmm. And I'm sure there's a couple others. Like, it's kind of a generalist parasite. It doesn't okay. really need it. But specifically, a couple of those species that it does parasitize are nitrogen-fixing trees. So we talked oh, about geez. this with the alder. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of things in the pea family, Fabaceae, like acacia, also are nitrogen-fixing. They have a different process and a, a different associate that they work with, but they will fix nitrogen in their roots and then send that up to the rest of the tree. Right. The sandalwood will send its roots over, tap into the roots of that, let's say, acacia, and be like, oh, a bunch of nitrogen. Thank you. And then just suck nitrogen before it even gets up into the rest of the tree. What the hell? the leaves. Yeah. Isn't that a little and bit... And does uh, the sandalwood release the nitrogen? No, sandalwood uses it just like it's using everything else. It doesn't release it. It just takes it. Sandalwood? Yeah. And Alex... What on, the hell? On top of that, it also will take water that the roots get. So again, it grows in these drier areas. You can see when... A bunch of other plants are like, ooh, it's too dry. Their leaves get crunchy. Maybe they go dormant, or maybe they drop their leaves if it gets way too hot. Yeah. Not the sandalwood. It will be beautifully green that whole time <gasps> because it's sucking water wow. from the other plants around it. Oh, my God. The sandalwood is like a billionaire who scams yes! charities. That's exactly what it is. That is so shitty of it. Yeah, it's like it's like a billionaire who gets out of his limo and like shakes down a kid for his lunch money. Yeah. That's what it feels wow. like to me. <laughs> Oh my god! I think it's so funny. So, <laughs> and that's also I we're, we got to give it an honorary alleliopathic award. Yeah, because it's not really alleliopathic. I, yeah, I'd say that's right. Yeah, but yeah. it's sort of like it. You know, it could be like black walnut. That's sort of like it uh, doesn't kill it. It just kind of like fucks with it a little bit. Yeah, it's like uh, yeah, you, skims you, you, a little off the top. Exactly. It's exactly. A sh- it's, a, it's a proper. It's a proper shakedown. It is. It really is. This is the shakedown tree. So that wow. is so. Let's add this back into our equation with the uh, the issues of the tree being like hyper hyper desirable. Yeah, if you are trying to get new trees to be planted, those new trees will inevitably need to find a parasite in order to thrive to grow to these bigger sizes, or else they just kind of like wallow and grow really slow and don't oh, really do a whole lot. Wow. So all of a sudden, we cut these trees down. We don't know that they're hemiser- hemiparasites, and then we plant them or like just look for the seeds and like, wow, we, well, A, we cut down a bunch of the trees that are making the seeds. B, we're not planting them in a situation where they can parasitize another plant. Maybe we put them in a completely different habitat and they just don't do well. They may not be doing well because there's no Cassarina next to them and there's no Acacia next to them. So they need those specific species in order to parasitize? I think so, yeah. I, these are three that I found just okay. as examples, but there are, there are other species that they do, and I'm, I'm not sure if there's like a, uh, a specific species per species thing. I think they're generally generalists. Okay, is it possible that they could parasitize another another sandalwood? Um, potentially, but that door? might, that, that would be more of a, they just graft onto each other. Um, if they're the same species, then I don't, I don't think it would that's be... That's a network. Exactly, yeah. Okay. That's a network rather than a hack. Okay. So in this case, um, you get this kind of uniquely, uh, this unique tree 
of a unique ecological uh, persuasion, mm-hmm. which is kind of a little bit of like, a, I mean, one way you look at it, pretty badass, nice job, high yeah, five. That's... The other way you look at it is kind of like, you're just a jerk. <laughs> and then you get this cultural phenomenon that comes down and everyone's like, this is the best smelling wood. Right. It's used for religious rites. It's used to make boxes and preserve things. And uh, the, the sap, the oil, the wood, it, the whole thing is like a really intense thing. You add that together, and um, this story, well, I'll post um, a, uh, a, an article uh, with the, the show notes. It's called Keola, uh, Hawaii Islands Community Magazine, The Life. Hmm. Um, and this came out, I think, in 2012, and it's called The Story of Iliahi. I mm-hmm. think is how it's pronounced, the sandalwood, which is their uh, indigenous name for their species of sandalwood. Um, and they talk about the saga of the destruction and rebirth of this tree. Wow. It's a really fascinating read, and I just kind of touched on it because uh, to kind of illustrate the the intensity that some people would go, they would not take care of their crops in order to go out and find sandalwood in the forest. So they were literally starving trying to find this tree that was a cash crop. Wow. And and so it's like that intense amount of pressure. Oh, shit. Like is is the that's the economic pressure that this this tree was generating in this new, you know, this new mine, if you will, Hawaii. Yeah. Um, and then on top of that, they're like, well, how do we replant these trees? Like none of them are growing anymore. And they had to like find these little whips where they're just like cutting down trees that aren't aren't even good because they're not big enough to have this thing. So you have this like this this almost two-sided uh, attack where these trees are unique that they have to grow in these conditions. And you have this economic thing, this religious thing that's come down, which mm-hmm. is an economic, uh, rather religious economic pressure is outstandingly massive. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's just <clears throat> this, uh, and again, this is all happening, you know, in the 1800s, 1700s, like the, the age of discovery where people were becoming a global, uh, a global marketplace for these kinds of spice island things just like the the nutmeg so yeah the difference between the nutmeg is you know nutmeg they could be like sweet we got a bunch of trees there's a there's the nutmeg doop, 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 doop. there you go sell them next year or next month or next whatever you get more nutmeg right the trees are still there wow holy shit yeah it's a complicated uh thing so at one point the tree's a victim the other side of it the tree's actively victimizing yeah. other trees well casey alex let's move into our review of the sandalwood. Okay. Here's how it works. We're going to give some final thoughts on the sandalwood and then give it a rating of zero to 10 golden cones of honor. Maybe these are cones of honor that a cone, little incense cones, a little incense (laughs) cone of honor. (laughs) Put this on a fire and it'll smell so good. Casey, we'll begin with you. All right. I, I love the sandalwood. I think it's a beautiful tree. I think though, the reason I would give it high marks wood. Yes. The flowers. I know no one cares about the flowers, but I think they're so cool. A sleeper hit. Yeah, they just look like these wax creations that I think are so amazing. Yeah. Um, I also, uh, a part of me, again, it's not a superlative tree, but a part of me loves that it's a tree, kind of like you, where like you like trees that defend themselves. Yeah. I like trees that kind of offend. <laughs> yeah. I think it's, I, I, I don't know, maybe this is bad of me, maybe this is culturally insensitive, but I dig a tree that kind of like reaches over and picks your pocket. Yeah. You're like, well, here's my watch. Oh, dang it, the sandalwood turned it into a leaf. 
I think that's pretty cool. Uh, so I think I'm going to give this tree, the sandalwood, it's going to be higher than I expected. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give it a 7.9. That's pretty solid. I think it's a pretty cool tree. It's got all this interesting history. We we glossed over. I think the trivia was the biggest part about the history and the culture of this tree. Yeah. All right, Alex. That's what I say. 7.9. Okay. What about you? Very good. Um, the sandalwood is waging a holy war <laughs> on its surrounding plants. And on people, on human beings, is this is We're this a withhold, is this a withholding tree? Mm. It says, "Look at these riches. You wish, you wish." And then you know, gets cut down. Yeah, yes, <laughs> okay, we're, yeah, we're winning. My wish is my command. It's waging the war, but we're winning the war. <laughs> okay, yeah, okay. It's a losing war. <laughs> Everyone loses here. Uh, love incense. I love, uh, regardless of this, I, I have been coughing through this episode, Casey, mm, yeah. and my eyes sting. Okay. Is this the Sandalwood's final... Revenge? Yeah. Is this? Ooh. Is it? Is that what's happening? Yeah. If it coughs me. Do I have a weak constitution? Perhaps. But the real question is: Does it offend you? Is is this sandalwood uh, causing you to be like, you know what? It smells bad. I'm coughing. I hate this sandalwood. Two point I'm extremely offended. Sandalwood. The I, I think the whole process behind harvesting sandalwood is just fantastic. Uh-huh. It's so curious and and uh, curious in the way that wow, all of this. For a bottle of oil. For $75. Yeah. I'm going to give the sandal wood. Hmm. That's a hard one. It does. It feels It feels hard. I think, I think I'm in that slow seven range. Okay. I'm just going to say a 7.0. 7.0. Well, 7.0. That sounds pretty good. Oh, my God. Alex, watch out. There's something pickpocketing you right now. <laughs> I think it's a sandal wood. <laughs> you be careful. Jesus. I've fallen for its propaganda war, yeah, Casey. You, you stop for a single second and it starts sucking nitrogen water right from your feet. Oh, jeez. Speaking of water, I, I am quite dehydrated, I think, yeah. because of the, the smoke. is. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow. Anyhow. That was our review of the sandalwood. A fine tree, Case. A fine tree, a good-smelling tree, a tree that has... An interesting story. I I want to see the personified character of it. I you almost I, mean? I almost want to do a sandalwood part two. Ooh, I feel like there's more to say. Ooh, I feel like we could really dig in. Maybe we'll make a Patreon. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Join the Patreon for more. <laughs> for more sandalwood. That was our review of the sandalwood. Casey Clap. We've. It's time. For our completely arbitrary Q&A. Oh, right. Let's do it. How does that sound? Sounds we, like a fantastic idea. We got one from Twilla Harrington. What's up, Twilla? Hi, Twilla. Twilla says, you guys are the best. Hey, Thank thanks. you. Honestly, if everyone started out their question like that, we'd answer <laughs> way more questions. Really eye-catching. <laughs> I'm so addicted to your podcast and look forward to every Thursday in a long walk oh. listening to you and looking at trees. Gosh, thank you. So when I saw this headline on a local news channel, I knew you two would be the ones that could let us know. There we go. How exactly do trees explode? Casey Twilla included a uh, a, a news link. Yep. 200-year-old tree explodes in Portland due to heat wave. There you go. Uh, you and I just watched the video. Casey uh, Twilla, thanks for your question. Casey, what do you th- what do you think? Can trees I-, I have a take on this already. Okay, give it to me. I think it's a little sensationalist. Great take, Alex. <laughs> I don't I would not call this exploding. 
the tree just it lost a limb and it was very loud because it's a big ass tree yeah and it sounded like an explosion yeah when when things that they say they estimate it being 30 throughout 30,000 pounds yeah when that hits the ground and all the branches break at once yeah that's it's it's gonna be fucking loud it's gonna be loud if i drop if i if i have if i drop a pot yeah in my kitchen yeah you don't go, Alex, what happened? I heard an explosion. Yeah, do pots explode? You're totally right, Alex. Oh, my God. This, uh, so, yeah, this is, um, I, A, there's a lot of problems with it, and that's okay. I, I'm fine. I'm fine with there being problems because I don't want to pick apart everything. But, you know, when they're put in front of me, I might as well do it. Sure. This is a northern red oak. There's no way it's 200 years old. I would be dumbfounded if it was. Uh, the reason I say that is misinformation because misinformation number one. Misinformation number one. That's is this fake Eastern, news. Yeah, it is. It, well, no, it's sensationalized news. <laughs> fake tree news. Uh, because if you have, um, so what? Portland, the city was uh, founded in like the 1820s or something. Mm. Let's see, founding of. Oh, geez, I can't even do it, Alex. You're gonna have to look that up. Um, essentially, this is a tree from the Eastern United States. So if it was 200 years old today, then that would mean that it was planted in 18. 1822. 1851. That's when Portland was founded. Yeah. So that is when it was like a tiny little spot of land on the east or the west side of the Clackamas River. So, you, sorry, so you're saying... The Willamette River? Jesus. You're saying it had to have been planted because it's not a native species. Exactly. Okay. So if it was planted, then it would probably have been planted, let's say it's a really big old tree, on a farm that was over there. So maybe it predated the, uh, the thing, but... I would not put that tree past 120, 130, maybe 150 years old. Okay. Not even not even a little bit. A 200-year-old tree is a really old tree to be inside the city limits of Portland. Only Oregon white oaks and some Douglas firs. Maybe one grand fir that I saw very recently, like on Monday, okay. could be that old. They round it up. They must have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay. Round it up by a quarter percent. I'm sorry, by uh, 25%, a quarter of its age. Anyway, so first thing is first, that's okay. And if you have a sensationalized story that says 200-year-old tree explodes in Portland due to heat wave, you get a lot of things. Everyone's worried about the heat wave, especially after last year. Everything that has to do with heat is a big, big like picture item right now. Yeah. And of course it is because it's climate change. So everyone wants to like note, like, hey, look at all this crazy shit that's happening because of climate change. Great. But when you sensationalize it and everyone's like, oh my God, that's just a little too much. Trees do, yes, kind of explode, but it's not the way they're talking about. We've chatted about um, sudden limb drop. We've talked about this before. SLD. Yeah, it happens. Eucalyptus trees, and they just drop a giant limb. This is kind of the big thing that makes me think that this is not quite the same thing. Mm. This tree had a co-dominant stem, uh, or rather it had a spot where multiple stems, multiple big scaffold branches came up from a pedestal of like trunk the trunk went up then immediately branched out at the same location with a bunch of gigantic huge uh huge limbs i love that look yeah it's a it's a great look it's horrible for the tree in terms of structural doesn't matter i love it perfect 10 out of 10 stump (laughs) approval for alex it pleases me a human exactly which is more important it is honestly yeah yeah you're right okay i mean hey trees don't care what the way they look it's like when a dog looks really goofy it doesn't care it doesn't like feel shameful unless you put the cone of shame on it then it does a bandana does not make a dog self-conscious yeah exactly they're totally fine but it does make them cute um so this tree unfortunately um it had a defective branch Mm. part the 
you don't have a, a solid branch that comes out and then has connective tissue above and below it. This one, there's just the slightest amount of included bark and basically a gigantic, huge amount of weight that's connected with just the strength of the wood going down. It didn't have anything going up to the sides and it didn't have anything holding it up from, uh, from above where um, it's hard to explain with just this photo, but if you have a bunch of branches that are coming from one spot, then you inevitably are going to get included bark, and you're inevitably going to get branches that are kind of pushing and growing up against each other. And included bark is when you have two stems, branches, whatever they are, growing that are two individuals connected at some point, but then as they grow and put rings on to get closer together, the bark that would be on the outside of either one of those branches gets included between the branches uh-huh. as they grow together. Just like if you take your, your forearms, you connect them at the elbow, then you slowly move your finger or your, your wrists together. I can't do that. What the yeah, hell? Oh, yeah, you got it. Yeah, you got it. There's just a microphone in your way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and so as those, as they, they Wait, grow. Wait, you're just trying to see my boobs, Casey. Yeah, this just is, trying, yeah let me see. It's like I bet you can't put your bit. forearms together. <laughs> I bet you can't put them behind your back and try and touch. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's behind <laughs> the back, of course. <laughs> so, it, yeah. it's So this oh, tree, sorry. it's huge. <laughs> Yeah, it does. If everyone saw what we were doing right there, they'd be like, this, these guys are freaks. My brain's breaking. Yeah, right? It's been a long day. It has. Um, but essentially, um, the, the, form and f- the form and structure of this tree yeah. had a defect in it or had a, a, a potential to fail due to this not uh, this, this one, I, I'm going to say defect. There's a defect in the, the, the way the, the structure is, is put together. Mm. Um, and then once you get a tree that is so big and giant, then it could be a small gust of wind. It could be that the, uh, you get this, um, this phenomenon called sudden limb drop where no one is quite sure what, what causes it. They can just see it afterwards. No one can like watch a tree scientifically and study it and then say, okay, what was happening there? It wouldn't be so sudden. Exactly. That's the, that's the whole problem. It's like you can't predict it. So um, we have figured out that with that, uh, the idea, if you have really, really hot days, it tends to happen more often. It happens with eucalyptus. It happens with maples. It happens with oak trees. So it's, it's a common across species. So it can't be something that is species-specific. Maybe more species are more prone, but it leads you to think that it has something to do with the environment that they're in. Um, you also get more of them as it gets hotter per, per uh, kind of area, I guess. So the main thing is, I don't think this is quite it because a sudden limb drop is when you have a branch just kind of pop and just fall off. But there's not a really intense amount of tears. There's no defects to speak of. And that's what makes it so fascinating and interesting. This had a defect. So that leads you to believe that it was just a matter of time before it happened. And just so it just happened to happen. It just happened to have happened during a heat wave. Yes. And the same things that cause sudden limb drop could have been the thing that pushed it over the edge, but this actively ripped and tore. And the big thing that I talked about that is my newest theory as to what's happening is as water is getting pushed up and pushed out, there's different flows with different temperatures. Sometimes it's it's really hot. Water is getting sucked out of those branches really fast, and the water has to be pushed up really fast. So you get the structures inside that basically have different pressures on it. And then if you get a break in that pressure or some weird thing happens that the pressure is kind of released, then you get that explosive kind of pop that could break that branch right in half. 
that could be the thing that lifted over or that pushed this over the edge. It also could have been that it's uh, what was the straw that broke the camel's back. Yeah, it could just be that it just kept getting a little bit bigger, a little bit bigger. There's that small gust of wind, and what was something that was tipping for decades finally fell. You know what I mean? Hey, so, Fox Twelve, Oregon. Next time you, next time you want to slander a bunch of tree misinformation, how about you consult yeah, a dendrologist? Let's talk to old Casey Clap here. I'll give it. Although I, grief. The, the Arbor's company that they're working with, I do like a lot. Um, they okay. they interviewed a guy from All Around Arbor. They're a really good company, so I don't want to throw throw shade at them. I will. Okay, that's fine. That's fair. <laughs> uh, well, my <laughs> reputation stands. Um, but yeah, so do trees explode? Ah, just. You know, just really, not really. No. And not really. And trees drop branches. Trees split in half. And the summertime extreme heat plays a role in it. We're not quite sure. But this, for a tree to explode, put a grenade in it, pull the pin, run away, and watch what happens. That's an authentic tree explosion. That is an authentic tree explosion. And uh, that is just not what happened here. Although I will admit, uh, the the correspondent who's out there... Uh Uh-huh worst beat ever she just looks like she's like so unhappy to be standing out in the sun <laughs> just listen to this guy and like yeah so anyway um this neighborhood is pretty sad That's because it's so trees funny. exploded she did she did call the tree beautiful though so i give her that yeah so she does she has passion she has good but, taste uh thank you twilla for your question if you have a question about trees email us at arbitrarypod at gmail.com that's a-r-b-o-r-t-r-a-r-y pod at gmail.com if you want to support this podcast join up on the patreon go to patreon.com slash arbitrary pod you can join the arboretum get two bonus episodes a month or the cone of the month club and get a unique die cut cone sticker illustrated by an independent artist sent to you every month and some big patreon news coming up yes we've got all sorts of things happening a oh boy yeah. oh boy casey clap Alex Croson, great work today. We have a long one. Let's uh, let's, let's, let's turn in. Let's celebrate by stopping. <laughs> Alex, you kept going. <laughs> well, we got to say goodbye. Yeah, right. Well, do we? We can just be like... Uh, boop. No, we can't do that <laughs> again, Casey. We've done it before. I love doing things twice. <laughs> Thank you so much. Fungal Associates for listening to this episode of Completely Arbitrary. We'll see you next time. Goodbye. Au revoir. Completely Arbitrary is produced by Alex Croson and Casey Clapp. Our artwork is by Jillian Barthold, and our music is by Aves and the Mini Vandals. And you can support the podcast at patreon.com slash arbitrarypod. And find additional readings at completelyarbitrary.com. Thanks for listening. 